Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. Let's jump into the message. Turn to your Bibles, if you would. I'm going to give you two passages today. Turn to your Bibles to Psalm 112. Okay, so that's going to be the first place we're going to be. And then I would love for you to turn to Acts chapter 3 as well. That's, so if you want to kind of put a marker there, Acts 3 is where we're going to be later. So Psalm 112 and Acts 3. If you don't have a Bible, we'd love to give you one. We actually have Bibles for free at our info area after service. Go grab one. So um, turn your Bibles to Psalm 112 first and then Acts 3. We're in week number three of our series that we're calling Give Your Life Away. And the theme verse is this. It's from Matthew chapter 10 and verse 39 where Jesus says, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give your life for me, if you give it away you will find it. And so really the whole big idea behind this series is that true life is found when you give your life away. And this is a generosity series, which is actually one of our 10 values as a church, that generosity is our privilege. But even more than a generosity um, series, this is actually a, a make a difference series. Which I want you to understand this, and every single, every single eye, I want you to hear this from me because it's really important. I want you to understand that making a difference is what we're all about. Um, we're, we're not here to play games. We're not here to mess around. Is that we believe the ultimate calling and purpose that God has for my life, for your life, for every single person's life, the ultimate calling for your life is to make a difference here on this planet that you're not here just to pay bills and build a 401k. No, God has you here because he wants you to make a difference on this planet. And so that's actually the whole vision of our church. And so the vision of our church, it, it really is, um, it's, it's, it's to see every single person. So every, like there's 2.1 million people in the greater Cincinnati area. And this is really our vision for every single person. In there. It's, it's what we want to see for your life. It's what we want to see for your family's life. It's what we want to see for every person that you work with. It's to go on this spiritual journey. And I believe it's God's vision for your life too. And it starts with knowing God. Everything starts with that. That we can't go on to other things until we make sure that we know God. And here's the cool thing. We're not talking about a head knowledge. We're talking about a heart knowledge that we know. Here's, here's maybe a good way to put it. It's not religion. It's a relationship. It's all about having a relationship with God because we need more than just do's and don'ts. We need more than just religion. We need more than just those things. We need a relationship with the God of the universe. Can I get a better amen than that? Come on. Okay. It all starts there. It all starts with knowing God, that we want you to know God, to have a relationship, but it doesn't end there. That just because you know God, that doesn't mean you don't have issues. It doesn't mean that you don't still have, like your past is still there. Addictions may still be there. There may be a lot of hurt and baggage that you have from the past. And so the cool thing is, is God's vision for your life includes not having those things. And so not only is it about knowing God, but then it's about finding freedom. And so that's a big part of what our vision as a church, that's actually what our small groups are going to be all about, is to help you find freedom by getting in connection and relationship with other people. So, so you know God, then you find freedom, and then we help you discover your purpose. That the two most important days are the days you were born and the day you found out why. 
that it's really important for you to understand that God, listen, God has a purpose for your life. Some of you don't believe that, but I'm here to tell you, and I'm here to scream at you until you believe it, the fact that God has a purpose for your life. God has a purpose for your life, and we want, to, and we want you to help find out what that is. And so that's really what our growth track is all about, is to help you discover your purpose so that you can do ultimately what all of us, and for us, it's the touchdown. For us, it's, it's to help you make a difference on this planet. Listen, you'll never be fully fulfilled until you're making a difference in the lives of other people. Never. There'll always be this hole because it's, it's because that's how God wired you. Listen, God, God hardwired you to make a difference on this planet. And so this series is a make a difference series. And today is a very special day because today is actually Legacy Sunday. And, um, and so maybe you've heard that language around here and it's, it's where we can tangibly make a difference in our city. And at the very end of our service, and listen, we, we thought about doing it right here, but that's because we were actually gonna do a, a, a like basically our, our normal giving at the very end. But after we were praying about it this week, here's what we've decided to do is that this week, we're, like we're doing at the end and 100% of everything that's given, we're given to our city. Um, that's just what we feel like God led us to do this year. And so what we're, what we're excited about is at the very end of, of this service, we will all participate in what we call our legacy offering, which is a, well, it's our only one and only special offering that we'll do all year. And that what makes it so special is that we're giving it all away, 100% away. And so maybe you're here for the first time and you're like, no, I came on the giving weekend. No. And it's like, I knew it. I knew that's what they were going to talk about, you know? Um, listen, if that's you, please, one, I'm super glad you're here. Two, my name is Brian. It's great to meet you. And then three, <laughs> I think it's really important for you to know our philosophy on giving. And um, because I believe we take a different approach. I think it's a very life-giving approach to giving. And, and here, here it is, no pressure whatsoever. I don't believe that you should give under pressure or guilt. And here's why we actually, from the Bible in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 7, it says, each of you should give what you have, here's the key word, what you have decided. What you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. Other translations of the Bible there say, maybe yours says under pressure. For God loves a cheerful giver. So smile when you do it, because it's awesome. And like, because you've decided in your heart. And by the way, that's why we've been telling you for five weeks, this is coming. We've been telling you for five weeks, this is coming so that you could prepare, so that you could pray, so that you can, and listen, seriously, no guilt, no pressure, no emotionalism, no begging. In fact, we'll never ask you for money, but we will unapologetically ask you to ask God if you should give and what you should give, and then just obey. Just do whatever he tells you to do. And so here's what I know. Some of you are here today, and it's like today, maybe right now you can't because of where you are financially. Maybe you can't. Like you literally can't. And that's okay. That's okay. You know, maybe in the past you did, in the future you will. Okay? We get it. It's all good. So for real, no pressure. So, but we want to give you a message before that. And here's the message. If you want to write down this title of the next few minutes, I want to talk to you about living legacy, 
living legacy. And let me start just with this definition of what legacy is, because I think it's very important that we understand and we're all on the same page of what it means to live a legacy. And here's, here's just a simple definition. The, the definition of legacy is this, where my life, it outlives me. It's where my life outlives me. And I, and I love this, I love this verse in Psalm 112. Uh, in, in, in verse five, it says this, it says, good will come to those who are generous and lend freely. So good things are going to come to those that are generous who conduct their affairs. Okay. So it's not just, it's not just financially. It's also how you live your life. It's not just about money. This is not just a money series. This is about having a generous to give your life away. Sometimes that includes your resources and your finances, but it's other things too. It's not just those who are generous and live freely. It's also those who conduct their affairs with justice. And then it says this, it says, surely the righteous will never be shaken. I don't know about you, but that like really fires me up when I read that little one phrase. The righteous will never be shaken. By the way, we are righteous because of what Jesus did, not because of us. So if you've accepted Jesus, this includes you, and it says you will never be shaken. So you're sitting there telling me, come on, Pastor Brian, you're telling me that I can live my life in a way where I am never shaken? Yep. Now, I cannot promise that there won't be shaking. But I can promise that you can never be shaken in the middle of that shaking. And then it says this, my favorite legacy phrase in the Bible. It says, they, those that live that way, they will be remembered forever. That's leaving a legacy. Okay, so let, let me show you this. I wanted to show you this. So this is kind of a little, little metaphor, a little, little illustration, okay? So this rope, okay, I want you to imagine that this rope that's going all the way backstage, that it's forever long, okay? That it's not tied to something back there, that this rope, it literally just goes out there, goes out the door, laps as many times around the planet as possible, okay? And so this rope goes on forever. Now, I, 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 this rope, I want you to, to see that this represents time, okay? So this represents time. And it's almost like a timeline. And it goes for a long time. And, and here's the thing. This blue part right here, this part, it represents your time on this planet. In fact, the, the average life expectancy in the United States is 78.69 years. Okay? So that's right now the average lifespan in the United States. And so, you know, part of this, you're, you're living here. And it's like, you don't even realize you're like alive. Like there's people, there's, there's a little guy that's right there. You're like right here, you know? And then some of us are maybe like right here. Some of us are working really hard to enjoy this part of it, you know, like just to enjoy that part. But, you know, just imagine that this represents all of eternity. And this is, this is your part. And then after you're no longer on this planet, it just keeps going and it just continues to exist and year after year, decade after decade, and it just continues to go. And the Bible actually talks a lot about this. And the Bible describes this in James chapter four. It actually says this. It says, what is your life? What is this? It says, you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. You're a mist. Other translations of the Bible says things like, like a vapor like a puff of smoke, 
one translation says like a morning fog. And then there's another one that even maybe will resonate with us in Cincinnati because it's getting cold. You know, and in one translation says it's like your breath on a cold morning. That when you just breathe, it's there, and then all of a sudden it's gone. It's, see, the Bible says that your life, this part, is just a, a mist. It's here, and then it's gone. And so I, I, I think we all are aware of this, but I think it's good sometimes to be reminded that life is short. It really is. That life is short. But here's the cool thing. Here's what I want you to see. And I'm going to show you how the Bible says it. But the Bible says that we can live our lives in a way here that actually affects here. That we can live our lives in such a way that leaves a legacy that actually affects much longer than the blue part that we have here on this planet. So how? How do you do that? How do you live a life where you leave a legacy? Thank you for asking. Let me give you two things. Let me give you two ways. Here's the first way. Give to something that will outlive me. Give to something that will outlive me. And I'm not just talking about money. Yes, that's part of it. But that's just a part of it. I'm also talking about giving your time giving your talents, giving your giftings, giving your creativity and your ideas, giving your encouragement to people, giving your compliments to people, giving genuine care and concern and empathy to other people. In other words, to just give, it's what we've been talking about the last few weeks, give your life away, to give your life away. And I love what Paul says in Acts chapter 20 and verse 35, and he's quoting what Jesus said. And this is what Jesus said. He said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And so that you can, that it's way better that when you live a life where you're giving instead of just what you're trying to receive. So to give to something that will outlive me will actually lead a legacy. And in my humble, I believe it's accurate opinion, okay? But in my humble opinion, there is, there's no greater place to give your life away than, than the church. Now, wait, let me just make sure that we're on the same page when I say that. Okay, when I say that there's no greater place for you to give your life away than the church, I'm talking about the capital C church. I'm not talking about our little C church. I'm not talking about just, I'm talking about the church, the body of Christ, the church at whole, that there's no greater place to give your life away than the church. Here's why. Because the church is the only vehicle that God established to carry the message of Jesus to the world. Now, there's a lot of organizations and clubs and nonprofits that carry the message of Jesus, and they're amazing, and we support them, and they're awesome, but the church is the only one that God established himself to carry that message, and so here's why I believe with all my heart this, that the local church is the hope of the world. Let me be a little bit more specific to our context. I believe that the local church is the hope of Cincinnati. I believe that the local church is the hope to every single issue and problem and social justice issue that we have in this, that we have. And when I say that, I mean the, the local church carrying the good news of the gospel and be empowered by the Holy Spirit. It can literally flip every single issue and challenge that we have as a community upside down. I believe it with all my heart. 
I believe that the local church is the hope of the world. That is the hope for systemic poverty. That is the, the hope for rampant heroin addiction and that heartbreaking segregation and racism and hurt and pain. That it is the, that it is the hope of the world, not just for our city, but your school. That it's the hope for your family. It's the hope for your marriage. That it's the hope for your workplace and every single place that you go. I believe that the local church is the hope of the world. See, the church is God's plan A, and there is no plan B. So, how do you leave a legacy? You can give to something that will outlive me. And here's the second way. Is you can live so my life outlives me. So you can give, and then you can live so my life outlives me. I, I love this. I had you turn earlier to Acts chapter three. And I'm actually gonna read eight verses. Okay, so buckle up, get ready. It's a great story. I want you to read this. This is Acts chapter three. If you don't have one, it's gonna be on the screen, okay? It says this, it says, Peter and John, so two of Jesus' disciples, is after Jesus had already raised from the dead and he, was, he had already ascended to heaven. It says, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service as they, we're doing it at 6.30 a.m., okay? Uh, but it says this in, in, in verse two, as they approached the temple, a man, that was lame from birth, was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate. Each day, every single day, they put him there. And the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. So he was asking for money every single day. A guy that couldn't walk, he would have people bring him to this one spot, set him down so that he could beg for money all day long. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And I don't think it was unique to them. I think it was every person that walked in. It's like, hey, can you give me some money? Hey, I need some money. Can you give me some money? Can you give me some money? And then they walked in and they just happened. And then it says this in verse four. It says, I love this. Peter and John looked at him intently. Just didn't pass by. Just looked at him intently. And Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you. He's a pa they're pastors. They're pastors. They didn't have anything. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. As he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood to his feet, and began to walk. Then, walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the church, the temple, with them. So, uh, here, here's the thing that I probably love most about that whole story, is the fact that here's a man that it was so common for him to be there. It was so common for him to ask for money. It was so common for all those things. And the Bible says that those two men, that, that they saw him that they weren't too busy, that life wasn't going too fast for them to see. And if I can just be extremely transparent, sometimes I really struggle with this. I don't know about you. I really struggle sometimes to see the needs of the things and, and, the, and the brokenness and the hurting of the things and the people around me. That it's very easy for me sometimes to just miss the needs that are literally right in front of me, that it's so easy to be so busy, constantly going too fast, in so much of a hurry that we miss, completely miss the opportunities and the open doors to make a difference. Listen, church, hurry is the enemy of love. 
And so I encourage you to slow down enough to see people. See, I'm, I'm telling you, this isn't just about giving your money. It's to live in such a way. They didn't have it, but they said, here's what I do have and what I can give you. And they never would have done that unless they slowed down enough to see the man and enough time to look him in the eye and get his attention and have a conversation and to be able to invest in that man in that way. So I encourage you to do the same thing, to slow down, to see people, to see needs, to see opportunities to serve, to see an opportunity maybe this week at your job to encourage somebody, maybe to see even open doors to share Jesus, to invite somebody to church or to give an act of kindness. I love what Matthew 10 verse 8 says when Jesus says, you have been treated generously, so live generously. Not not just give generously, live it. Let your life live generously. Now, so I told you that this represents time. And when you see this, here's what I want to just go back to. What we just talked about is the fact that you can give in such a way in this time. And you can live in such a way in this time. And I don't know if this fires you up. It does me. Because I desperately want to leave a legacy. And the Bible says that we can, we can give and live in such a way to where it affects so much of this time. And that we can give and live in such a way that it leaves a legacy. And the truth is, when I started writing and thinking about today, and talking about this, this phrase of legacy, I couldn't help think about our story as a church. Um, over four years ago, and maybe some of you have never heard this, over four years ago, literally out of nowhere, I never thought about it till the day that God spoke it to me. God called us to plant a church. And so we instantly started looking at cities, and God really put three cities that were on our hearts, Cincinnati being one of them. And I like to say we just tried to put ourselves in positions to hear. So we started vacationing in Cincinnati. <laughs> and people are like, why are, you going to, why are you going to Cincinnati? We were living in Dallas, Texas. Like, don't worry about it. It's a cool city, okay? It's underrated, okay? It's beautiful. Google it, okay? <laughs> and so God put three cities on our hearts, Cincinnati being one of them. And, um, and just we started researching and spending as much time as we could in those cities. And here's the best way that I can describe what happened over that process. It wasn't fast. The best way that I can describe it is that God put a supernatural love for this city in our hearts. And um, we know that we're home. Not that we think, like we don't say we think, we don't say that we feel. We know that we're home and we're gonna love and serve this city until the day that we die. And so we moved here in January 2018, so almost one year ago, and we moved here knowing one family, the biggest step of faith in our lives, and I'm going to be honest, we were completely terrified, just terrified, scared, desperate for God, like, God, you're going to have to do something. And um, I'm just, I can't tell you, I, I wish I could. I don't know if in language-wise that I tried. I tried really hard this week to figure out the language to describe. But we've experienced God's goodness, his faithfulness, and his provision like never before in our lives. And for months, God just opened door after door after door 
to meet people and to connect with people. And, to, and the cool thing is we were able to build a launch team before we started this thing of about 100 people. We had, actually had about 30 people that moved from all around the country to help us start this church. We just got jobs. Nobody's paying them. They're crazy, you know, and like they moved here. And then we were able to meet so many people that, that just felt so called to what we were doing. And here's the cool thing. God united this group of people, and I'm so thankful for those 100 people. There's a lot of them that are here. And I'm so incredibly honored uh, for the journey that we've got to be on. Uh, I love you so much. Uh, there's, there's absolute, there's, they're sprinkled all over the place right now. And they, um, you guys are my heroes. You guys are my heroes for saying yes to something before you saw it. And what's so cool is that I saw God unify this group of people under one vision to see as many people as humanly possible go through this spiritual journey of knowing God, finding freedom, discovering purpose, and make a difference. And on September 16th, 2018, um, right at like 14 weeks ago, uh, we launched our church, Queen City Church. And what's happened over the first 13 weeks of our church is a miracle. It really is. And so I wanted to share some things with you of what's happened in our first, and here's the, the most exciting thing for me. And we'll unapologetically celebrate this because it is, is, it is a huge part of what, why we do what we do. We've had 108 decisions to follow Jesus in the first 13 weeks of our life. Yeah, it's amazing. We give God glory to that. We've had seven decisions to go public with their faith and be water baptized. You know, we had, we had, yeah. We've had, we've had 132 people join our dream team, which is, which is the team of people that, that, that serves around here. We've had 132 people do that. Get this. This is cool. Like, I know that we've done three in a row. Don't feel like you have to keep going, okay? You don't have to, like, okay. You know, like, it's, not, it's not as cool as the first one. I get it. Like, we can chill. It's cool. Um, <laughs> You know, like we, we've had, we've had, like we, we tried to add it up, and we, and to our best calculations, we've had over 600 hours serving Cincinnati in these events that we call "I Love My City," which are which are these Saturday outreaches that we do the very first Saturday of every month, and our Serve Day that we do every summer, and we did it before we were ever a church, and we kind of added up how many people and and how much time that those spent. We had over 600 hours serving just on those days alone. And uh, here's something that's really cool that I think maybe, um, uh, and listen, I want to make sure you hear this. This is, this is like very, um, I say all these things extremely humbly. This is not bragging. This is bragging on God. Because I know that he gave us a vision for a church. And we always want to make sure that, that we're seeing what he's doing and what's his fingerprints that's happening all over. And so I want to make sure that you, that you hear my heart in this. I think it is important that you as a church are knowing what's happening. And because you can see, it's like, man, we're fired up about what's happening. Oh my goodness, this is incredible. God's moving. There's a lot of incredible things happening right now, not just in our city, but in our church. This is amazing. And here's the last one that I wrote down is that we've had over $15,000 given to missions in the first few. And uh, it's exciting. It's exciting because we, we made a decision that we were going, this is something that maybe you don't know, is that 10% of everything that's given we immediately goes out the doors. Today it's 100, uh, but typically it's 10. And so uh, because we want to always be a church that is investing into the kingdom of God, that is always blessing, always giving, looking for opportunities to do that. And, like to, and here, listen, and we can do this all together collectively now. Um, 
I would love if we could just take maybe just three seconds. And can we give God all the credit, all the glory, all the honor for all this? We give him everything of what he's happening in our church. We do. And here's the cool thing. We're just getting started. So a big thing for us, we say it all the time, it just keeps getting better and better and better. And I want to make sure that you understand, church, this, is that out of all those numbers, never, ever forget that every single number has a name. It's not just numbers. It's names. It's people. It's never just a crowd. It's people. That every number has a name. And and every, every name has a story. And every story, it matters to God. Never forget that every number has a name and every name has a story. And every story matters to God. And I want to tell you one story of um, a guy in our church that's been coming, him and his wife, and his name's Brandon, and I asked him if he could kind of write in his words what's happened in his life since coming to our church. And he said, I, I grew up in church by a very loving family, but after being hurt and frustrated and heartbroken by church, December 15th, 2013 was the last day I ever set foot in a church. Fast forward to September 15th of this year. And a good friend of mine posted on Facebook, thank God for Facebook, about the Cromer family moving to Cincinnati to start a brand new church. Something about someone picking their life up and moving with no idea of how things would turn out spoke to me. My wife and I were super intrigued and decided to come try it out. The first day at Queen City was a breath of fresh air. The praise and worship at the beginning was awesome, but to see so many young people with their hands in the air praising God was what made me feel at home. I cried during service that day because for the first time in a long time, I felt the love of Jesus again. See, we put this phrase around our church, welcome home, because we just don't want people to read it. We want people to experience it. And he said, um, I cried during service that day because for the first time in a long time, I felt the love of Jesus again. I now am brought to tears every time I step foot in Queen City Church, and I can't wait until Sunday each week. We have brought friends every single week, and many of them have chosen Queen City as, as their home church. And over the last 12 weeks, God has done so much in our lives. My dad has had his last chemo treatment for leukemia, and he is in remission now. My wife's mother was given two years ago, two years, a year ago to live, and went to the doctor last Friday. They can't seem to find any tumor in her lungs. Yeah. I've started reading the Bible for the first time. And our marriage has never been stronger. I met with him the other day and he told me, he only knew what my marriage was like when I stepped foot in this church. And here's the cool thing. God's redeemed it, turned it around. And he says, we've decided to start the process of becoming foster parents. 
Jesus' love is real. He searched us out and left the 99 to bring us home. It's just one story. And so every single number has a name. Every single name has a story. And every single one of those stories, Brandon's story, your story, it matters to God. Let me go back to this. Because yes, this represents time. And this represents your time on this earth. And how we give and how we live can affect all that. But it just doesn't represent time. This rope also represents your life. And there's two parts to your life. There's a part of your life that you're here on this planet. And it's, you know, statistically, it's about 78 years right now. But then there's all this other time for eternity. And so this isn't just about time. This is about you. And there's part of your life here. And then there's part of your life here. And the Bible says that we'll all spend eternity, that we have a choice where that is. Many of us are going to spend that in heaven and some are going to spend in hell. And I want to make sure that you get this, church. And how you give and how you live, listen, does not affect this in that story. So you can't give away enough money. You can't help enough poor people. You can't attend church enough or read your Bible enough. You can't accomplish by yourself what needs to happen for you to spend this with God. In fact, this is a good way to put it. Our behavior does not determine where we spend eternity. Our belief determines where we spend eternity. Listen to what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter two. Think about this. It says, God saved you. God saved you by his grace. Not when you gave everything up, not when you gave a lot of money in a legacy offering, not when you did random acts of kindness at your and bought coffee for somebody behind you in line at Starbucks. But God saved you. It changed this by his grace when you believed. It's that, it's, it's that simple when you believed. And here's why it's so important, because you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. And salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. This is the Bible. So none of us can boast about it. So I'm here to tell you that yes, that we can give and we can live in a way that affects this. But when it comes to your life, giving and living does not affect this. That that should be a response of what God has already done for us. And so I'm telling you that the grace of God, that it is a beautiful gift. And here's the cool thing. You don't have to do anything to earn it. Like you can't, that you can't earn this. And it's just like any great gift, you only receive it. So that grace 
It's not something that you can earn. It's not something that you can, that you can pay for. It's not something that you even really deserve. It's a gift that is free that you can only receive. It costs you nothing, but it costs God everything. So here's the question. Have you received this gift? Because I think it would be flip-flopped. We talked about all the things that you can give, all the things you can live. But it's just as simple as saying, I receive your grace. You receive that. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. Just before we participate in this legacy offering, we wanted to give you the opportunity to make the most important decision of your life. And so before we give, and before some of you give, you need to receive. You need to receive the gift of Jesus. You need to receive the gift of grace. And we always, every single week, want to give you the opportunity to follow Jesus. And it's not asking you to join a church. I'm not asking you to be a religious person or to do certain things. I'm just asking you to begin and to start a relationship with God. Everything starts with knowing God. We're not going to point you out. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to ask you to come forward. We're not going to do any of that stuff. But today, just simply, if you want to make the decision to receive this free gift of grace, if you want to make the decision to follow Jesus and give him your whole life and have a relationship with him, I just want you right now to just go ahead and put your hand in the air and say, hey, just, I want to pray and include me in that. Maybe it's for the first time. Maybe it's, man, I, I want to come back to God. I see it. I see it. Yep. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's cool. Nobody's looking around. It's cool. You can just, yeah, proud of you. And let's, let's just pray this and just pray this in your heart. Like, Jesus, I need you. I love you. I'm sorry for living life without you. Would you come and live inside me? Change me. Make me brand new. I want to start a relationship with you today. And I surrender my whole life to you, everything. And I choose today to follow you. We love you. We thank you for Jesus. It's through Jesus we pray and everybody said, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People. 